Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com and use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo decoded report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestion, endo aligned product matching in your state, suggested dosage guidelines, and optimum methods of administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeka soft gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeka Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. What's up, everyone? It is 2 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon, which means you're tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News. I'm producer Lauren, and today we have Luke Carlin on, but first we do have to get into a little bit of Cannabis Legalization News. So, Megan and Tom, what's going on? It's Wednesday. Well, it's Wednesday at 2 p.m., of course. That's why we're on. But thanks. Great to see you, Lauren. Um, you know, not much is going on because we still don't have winners in Illinois, but there was some federal cannabis legalization news that came out a couple of days ago. Did you oh, see that one, Miggy? Which one? Uh, it was on, of course, the Marijuana Moment reports that the uh, Congress will legalize marijuana in 2021, despite Biden opposition, Democratic senator says. Which Democratic senator do you think that was? Booker? Oh. Ed Markey, Democrat from Massachusetts, said that he expects Congress to legalize it next year. What do you think, man? You think that's going to happen? You know, let's just get through to November. Through till November. That's right. Like you can't say you're going to legalize it next year if you might not have the Senate in uh, in next year. If they're, they're missing it by three, and then like uh, Mike Crapo and the Senate Banking Committee is holding up the Safe Banking Act. I mean, it's already proven that it's a topic that's not going to end. It's not a career buster. So no, you know, it's just. But uh, and we got other news, right? With our, uh... Oh, oh, we got we got plenty of news. We got plenty of news. You, you notice how like my uh, my office kind of seems like it's on the fritz. Isn't that, kind of, isn't that kind of strange? My office seems like it's on the fritz. It's a little fuzzy. A little fuzzy, a little fuzzy. And then that's uh, something because I'm, I'm now on a green screen. And uh, this is our new logo. So maybe you guys have seen these things on our, our site. So we're trying to brand everything together. And we have a new cannabis legalization news logo. And uh, so that we've started to publish that like here on our big page. Uh, Marijuana prohibition is unconstitutional. I tried to rename this cannabis legalization news. And they said no. But uh, pretty good man, month man. last month, man. Yeah. You were blowing it up with those memes. 1.8 million almost people have reached. And then uh, we were able to rebrand it on LinkedIn. So you can follow us now on okay. LinkedIn at Cannabis Legalization News. But uh, it kind of reset everything. Mm. And it doesn't think that I've posted something, which is silly. I've posted several things. But you can now find us at mm. Cannabis Legalization News on LinkedIn. And then also on uh, it's, it's free THC. 
facebook.com backslash free THC is where you're going to be able to find us there. After that, I know it's cannabis special use permits. That's that was my news this week for Illinois. Uh, special use permits are like always going to be needed because of how uh, cannabis is non-conforming. And so like you need to have the right licenses. And then to get those licenses, there's conditions on conditions. I mean, we always talk about the stack of regulations that they have to comply with. So when I hear that stuff like, oh, my gosh, they're going to legalize cannabis in 2021. I'm like, really? Seriously? Yeah. Hey, come on. I, yeah. I mean, even... Uh, you know, been doing this for forever, and uh, uh, my perception of legalization not what I thought. This is what we have. You, know? you had more the Oklahoma perception of legalization, where everything was like you know legalized, and you could go into the industry and bulk flour. I thought I was in America. My bad. <laughs> well, but, you, you know, know, it's go ahead, dude. Oh no, I was just gonna say. So, like in, in some other news, like uh. uh uh, I got this sent to me from a, a tech who's higher up in the, in the food chain than I am. And mm -hmm. I, but everybody knows I'm the weed guy. And uh, the old conversation about what the word to use, marijuana or cannabis. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it was interesting that Ars Techna is, is, is uh, revamping this conversation again, you know. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then along with the, uh, our friends at Marijuana Moment, the USDA has approved hemp from Minnesota. Yeah. We can like crank back that last one to the so the marijuana article first. If we were going to dig into the marijuana article, who and what are we supposed to say? Uh, marijuana is legally a term of art, and a legal term of art is, is something that is in a definition in a statute somewhere. And so, in a definition in a statute somewhere called the Controlled Substances Act that has been on the books federally since 1970, uh, it, it has marijuana spelled with an H right there as a line item, and then it is all plants, uh, parts of the cannabis plant sativa, including the seeds thereof. And then uh, for Christmas of 2018, the only thing Trump really got us was uh, hemp. And so they accepted uh, after that, there's now exceptions. So like there's two different types of legal terms of art for the cannabis plant at the federal level. There's industrial hemp and then there's marijuana. So the only difference is the presence of Delta 9 THC. And of yeah. course, the irony is the plant really doesn't make Delta 9 THC. Yeah, no, the whole thing is just people in charge who are, are regulating us, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, did you see what happened in uh, in Boston? No, in I didn't see the Boston news. I saw some Florida news that was pretty good, though. Well, the Massachusetts one was you got three marijuana dispensaries fined $800,000 for pesticides. Pesticides? Oh, man, you just did that video on the pesticides and the pre-rolls. Yeah, that one I never even thought about, like in the paper. I mean, I knew some paper could be bad, but I didn't realize like. What was that other video you did too, man? I mean, so we got to watch out for pre-rolls and pesticides. We got to watch out for pesticides in Massachusetts weed. And then you just did another video. Then a gentleman, uh, Sean Worsley in uh, Alabama, who's uh, facing uh, uh, time for his medical script from Arizona, which is, I can't imagine. Not medical being... patient from Arizona. And so was he traveling? Yeah, traveling through, visiting family on a trip with his medical card. And, and only having enough for personal consumption. That's what that just kills me. I know. Uh, but then, like, they aren't respecting the medical rights of another state. And that is getting I mean, like Donald Trump took an illegal. Well, not an illegal. Uh, it's a legal pharmaceutical, but like hydrochloroquine. It doesn't do anything for the He was taking it because yeah. that was his personal private choice of how to treat his body, you know, and his health. And and you have a patchwork now of states where it's legal to treat your medical problems with cannabis and that's when it becomes you know is it cannabis or is it marijuana marijuana yeah. is just that federal term of art uh now if your state calls it marijuana then it's also a state term of art 
you see, like uh, we have defined cannabis in Illinois as well, like the botanical plant itself. But then, you know, you kind of define it even further from that. You know, you really have to strip out the flower from all the other industrial application things, you know. So you mean it's not all called skunk and fire? Or dank. No, no, no. Oh, come on. You've been at this long enough to know that not all weed is dank. <laughs> but Unfortunately. that's true. But like in the past uh, 10 years, the percentage ratio of dank to regs or reggies or whatever has just gone way off the charts. Now, like I haven't not smoked dank and I don't know. Oh, I haven't smoked garbage weed on purpose in a long time. Uh, yeah. I mean, as far as like that was my only option. Of course, you know, I did find a good grow here. And when we talked to our guest, he's a fellow Washingtonian. So we can talk about good flower out here. But uh, uh, I found some good low price ace. Because you always oh, talk about the price of the ace. The price of the eighth, that's something that I'm trying to crash in this state, man. I wanted the $30 eighths that just, you know, 20% THC. A $30 eighth at 20% THC. That is coming for Illinois in 2022. I $25. That I $25 eighths. And it doesn't hurt me. Like, you know, you, I try and buy some cheap shit. And, and as I was talking about, hi, Jeffrey Scott. Sorry. Yeah, we, we see the comments, but you guys go so fast sometimes. So we're just trying to. Oh, uh, yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Are they reading the comments? <laughs> no, no, we're trying to have a conversation. Well, no, but I mean, you know, there's some of good stuff. Like, like he's yeah. he's growing good weed in Cali, which I wish. I mean, if I if everybody had their option to grow their own, that's what mm -hmm. all it comes down to is uh, uh, home grow, right? Like, home why grow. we should have this option for genetics and for our own connoisseurness, our own. Uh, yeah, uh, Illinois' choice is, is crazy, though. Like in ours, I mean, like we do have it for the medicals five plants and then for the recreationals the adults uh it's a 200 dollars penalty so it's not even necessarily a crime but it's still illegal to do home grow and isn't that the case in washington state as well like you can't have just adult use home grow it has to be medical home grow oh yeah yeah that's yeah. the thing i mean that's and that was a pushback when we were trying to get the the bills passed uh and i believe they're still hanging out in the committee somewhere but uh the the big pushback is why do we need to put these on the books and it's like because there's none on the books, therefore you are a criminal. <laughs> just, just plain and simple. But how it's do we arrest them? Well, it's all complaint driven, right? And this is the point. If there's no complaints being driven now, mm -hmm. what's the harm of allowing them six plants per person? I just came from a home grow uh, two days ago, a beautiful home grow that I'll hope to be filming from next time. And uh, uh, this guy's got, I think, 16 plants, just him and his neighbors. They're all growing together. And it's all for personal consumption. Now, and, did they, yeah. are they, because uh, we have regulations on that too, where you have to make sure that it's not visible from the street. It has to be in an enclosed lock facility or area. You know, it can include a greenhouse, but are mm -hmm. you just able to grow in your backyard? Well, technically no, but yes, <laughs> that's what they do. <laughs> oh, well, did you see what they're trying to do in Florida? Oh, yeah. Florida's Supreme Court asked for second rare, no, for a rare second round of arguments on medical marijuana, which I think is fascinating. I didn't know they could take a second round of arguments on these issues, and I haven't been following this too closely. I'm, this is the case that if, it, if this changes, like Florida will kind of break open because Florida right now is one of the totalitarian states that we are trying to avoid in the movement as it continues to grow uh, into a different state. Uh, I don't want it to be like a Florida or like a Georgia where it's just a couple of huge players that are vertically integrated. I like it to be more like an Oklahoma or, you know, even Illinois or it, where you can license stack and you can get to those various licenses. 
But uh, hopefully after this, uh, Florida will break open and it'll be horizontal and then there'll be more licenses, hopefully, that come online and then they could have a lower cost entry. But that's important right there. Yeah, that's that's important. Yeah. But uh, we should probably bring our guest now. Oh, man. We have the coolest guest. We get to talk about something that I uh, have a lot of questions about. It's it's flash freezing. Uh, cannabis to cure it. This is such an interesting, uh, very avant-garde, I would say, in cannabis. It's like the cutting edge. Great crap. Luke. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for coming on, man. Uh, So, uh, Luke, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um, I am uh, from Washington State, uh, obviously, as Miguel mentioned. Uh, Shout out Washington State, by the way. (laughs) Got a lot of pride. and yeah, so I, I manage a couple of different brands. I work in marketing, branding, education, um, and a variety of other things uh, in the cannabis industry. Um, yeah. So, yeah. How does space... Some... Go ahead, Miggy. Oh, yeah. I was say, he also has a podcast too. And uh, um, But yeah, let's, let's, let's get back to the branding though, because the one thing you're working with is Space Weed, which... Yeah, that's, cool. yeah that's where I started my... Uh, my actually started my... Uh, recreational uh, cannabis career and uh, that's the brand that gave me my first shot and it just so happened to be this this revolutionary technology so you know uh it was a very it was very interesting and and an awesome first uh exposure to this this legal industry nice but like i want to have questions about space weed i mean like describe what what is space weed or that product itself because this is a concept like i don't think i've ever seen it in illinois Oh, or if you did, you it would be a hobbyist, and that hasn't just come my way yet. Yeah, this is um. So this is technology that I I'm sure that you have encountered somewhat it, th- via th- via certain products. So you ever smoke live resin uh, oil, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So so the material that is put into live resin is actually called fresh frozen. Um. So, but usually it's just materials, right? Trim shake um, but what makes fresh frozen is the same overall process that is connected to space weed which is called sublimation sublimation right is a really 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 interesting uh, it's going to be in my opinion going to have a major major role to play in this, this industry you know worldwide but really it's it has to do with the so space weed and then so space weed is the showcase brand for flash frozen cured right that technology flash frozen cured, cured. technology yep. yep and so what sublimation though does is pretty much right as soon as you harvest it right you freeze it right and then once you freeze it right you have it's all about quickly getting um, past the liquid stage of h2o water right so when you're curing cannabis, you you know hang dry it, right? That's the, tra- the traditional uh, way to do that. That can take about 18 days, right? And you know via you know through those 18 days, you can lose a lot of terpenes. You know there's there's a lot of time for uh, fungi and other you know nasty stuff to start to grow in there, um, and it's not a very efficient process. And so the owner of Space Weed, uh, his name's Eric Young, he came across this technology and was like, well, why don't we do this technology for flower and so what sublimation is though is you freeze it right away right so you make the water content you know in a solid state and then when you're ready to cure it you you just pretty much rapidly uh heat it up in a way um and what that does it's it goes it goes quickly through the liquid stage so it so you can cure your cannabis in about 
18 hours, I would say, instead of 18 eight. hours. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, think about that just from all the procedural stuff. So if I'm like setting up to grow and it's like, all right, where's the trim room over there? Okay. Now where's the hanging? Okay. You hang it over there. Great. Uh, you don't have to do that no more if, if you use this, but um, what's the quality of the bud? It's, it is, it is alien weed. Um, I'm not joking. It is, it is so weird. The texture, the texture is probably one of the most unique aspects of it. I would say it's like cotton candy, right? It's, it's, mm. it's, it's, it's dense, but it's also fluffy. Yeah. Right. Dense, it's not a, but fluffy. Yeah. I'm, it's so crazy. Um, and it's crumbly, right at the end, it's kind of nope. crumbly too. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, but it's not dust crumbly though. It is, it is. So you can take it apart with your hands, right? You don't need a grinder. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it, it also is so there's, there's a lot of myths that uh, gets kind of disproven by space weed. One being that sticky bud is actually amazing. A sticky bud is it means better bud. That's actually not true at all. That actually just means you have more water content, more moisture content. Excuse me. Hmm. Um, typically, moisture content for hang dry, you know, t- traditionally cured. It's about, um, you know, anywhere from seven to 13 percent. Uh, whereas space weed, uh, with this flash rose and curing technology, about one to three and a half percent, and just some dry weed, but it's not dry. That's the thing, and that's the crazy part about it is, um, so all the it, resins, all the terps, I mean, like, because with the sublimation, so like you freeze it and then you heat it, well, you, you change the temperature so much that all yep. the, the, the ice is gone. So, yeah, like, you so, really so you fr- just, yeah, yeah, so you freeze it, right? And then once you heat it up, it, it skips the liquid phase, right? And then it goes to gaseous. And then the gaseous is then sucked out through low pressure vacuum so you don't lose any of the trichomes or any of the good stuff, right? Right. Um, but this is one thing that preserves terp. So there's so many benefits, and I can just list through them really quick right now. But big benefit is it preserves terpenes, right? Um, there's no coughing at all. There's people that that have had lung, you know, uh, uh, surgeries, you know, anything, anybody with serious lung problems. We've had tons of different customers come come to us and be like, this product has changed our life we can actually smoke flour now right wow. so that's another thing and and you know when it comes to coughing right what, what makes you cough actually a little bit more of a myth too is 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 it actually doesn't mean it's fire weed it just means that there's higher moisture content it's like you know you light a fire and it's with some wet wood you start to get that it's hard to light it's that black smoky um uh you know smoke that comes from the fire right so yeah, there's more of things that you need to vaporize exactly. you have to vaporize that water you know and so yeah. that's going to get into your your smoke interesting absolutely and it's actually really not good for you to you know um water vapor is is not the best in your lungs um so and then so that's the second benefit third benefit um you get more bud for your buck right there is no you're not paying for excess water weight so so you still buy it in an eighth Yes. And these eighths, these eighths look like quarters. I swear to God, these, if you guys saw a pound of space weed, it looks like two and a half pounds of of regular weed. Um, so the customer is getting more that it had like a cotton candy aspect feel to it. So like cotton candy is, I think is fluffy, but then if you squeeze it, then of course it just turns into sugar because that's all it really was. Yes. Kind of, yes. You know, yeah. So there is a, yeah. And the texture, I, you know, I've tried to explain this to people via, you know, uh, like an online forum like this. And it's, it's, I, you guys just got to see it. I, I'll, I'll is, send you guys some. Yeah. The process, is that proprietary to just space week? Cause I've heard of nitrogen curing before uh, a couple of these events I've been to, you know, where people gather and shit. So it, cause yeah. it's like, like extraction, you know, how like uh, Eden labs owns the proprietary for certain extractions. 
How's that yeah. work with this? Yeah. Yeah. So the owner, uh, Eric Young, he, so this has been, it's patent pending this, this, this technology. So what is not patent, patented at all, and there's many different people that have, have gotten to this process is the sublimation process, right? So, but how do you execute the sublimation process? That's where the proprietary technology comes in. Mm. So the, you know, there, there's different companies out there that uh, there's a couple uh, that are that are doing similar. They're not the same business model, I would say, as Spaceweed, but um, they have similar. So there's there's one called CryoGear, for example. They sell machines that do similar processes. Now, with Spaceweed, what I can say for sure is that that the, the machinery that was, you know, uh, uh, custom custom built, um, you know, has a lot more um benefits than i think other ones you could buy on the market now you know I, I i wish i could go a little bit more into that but that's not you know i don't know actually enough really i mean i've seen the machine you know all that and oh, you, yeah. you can go look at it online there's there's similar things um but really what it is is how do you execute the sublimation process and there's a lot of different ways to get there um yes. so so whatever way gets you there, you know, that's where the actual uh, proprietary technology or, you know, patenting something comes in. And it goes from that curing to does it go to a nitrogen package or does it, does it matter what kind of package it goes into? So it's not nitrogen. I don't I don't I, I'm not I'm I'm not. Well, I'm not that I don't think it has anything to do with nitrogen. I, I might be wrong on that because really. You know, it's it's more so because it's. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about the nitrogen, but um, really, I, I know the, the base process is freeze it, heat it up, suck out the, the water uh, uh, vapor or the moisture content quickly, rapidly, uh, you know, through low pressure vacuums. And that gives you all the benefits. Um, yeah. And I'm just real quick. I want to get through all of these these benefits because this is the thing that takes so long. There's so many of these benefits. Um, well, it is what, cannabis. The cannabis it, benefits can just keep going. It, and then keep some going. people are still like, I'm not listening. Keep arresting people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Terrible time to be alive sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, man. Yeah, 2020. It's been a, it's been a year. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, with Space Weed, though, um, right? So terpenes are preserved, right? Uh, more bud for your buck. No coughing. No grinder needed. Um and then another interesting one that I think, um, Tom, you would find interesting in terms of uh, liability and stuff is that through this process, um, you know, when you're you're, you're uh, hang drying the cannabis, right? There is a lot of potential for different, you know, uh, fungi and and um, you know other other nasty stuff that can can you know get into your cannabis and and you know stay there, right? Um, but when you do the flash frozen curing process, you do sublimation uh, through these through the flash frozen curing technology. You actually sterilize everything, right? So, whoa! Nice. Yeah. So we were just t- top of the show. What we're we covering? We're covering pesticides in weed, yeah. and then pesticides in freaking pre roll paper. Even you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I heard. Yeah, that was super. Int- I actually didn't know about the paper. That makes a lot of sense, though. Um, but yeah, no, that's a huge thing, though, and. and the more refined every industry, every market gets, the more, you know, once we get federal legalization and we start to have high, hold higher, you know, higher and higher standards of, of product and, and the quality of that product, you know, the more these things are going to pop up, you know, people are going to start to get, you know, you know. Yeah, recalls. I mean, think about the recalls that would routinely happen in beef or like romaine lettuce or yeah. anything. It's a, but it's a mess, right? When that yeah. happens. Yeah. And then yeah. Uh, you're saying it sterilizes, it also mold. 
Yep. No mold. Exactly. A hundred percent. And that's a, and that's a, that's one of those benefits that, you know, um, I don't talk about a ton with, you know, just customers or, you know, end consumers really as much as well, it, it does matter, but it's something that we started to realize is really, really important because when we, you know, when we look at other, other cannabis products, other people, what they're curing, um, that is a huge problem. And it's going to, you know, the more, like I said, the more refined and the better understanding the public has of the product, they're going to have, they're going to have higher standards and they're not going to be, I don't want to smoke a, a bug in my, I don't want to have a bug in my, yeah. in my flower. And, yeah. you know, um, so yeah, that, that's also another interesting aspect to that. It's a constant education process though, for sure. I mean, people are still shopping for the highest THC, so. Absolutely. And I, yeah, exactly. You, that's a great point because one thing that we realized um, is, you know, when we first came into the market uh, about a year and a half ago, I, people, people hated us to be honest there because they didn't understand the product. And so we realized that this, the space we product has to be accompanied by heavy education or else people are just going to hate what they don't understand. Right. So we've used a lot of different educational tactics. One being, you know, I want to shout out to top tender you guys know about Top Tender, right? Uh, shout out to Ryan Porter, the CEO. He that's an educational platform for brands to you know upload different uh, educational um, uh, materials and, and and you know be able to connect directly to the bud tenders across you know all the nice. all the different states that they're in. Um, so that was a really big help there because you know in Washington State, obviously, you know for brands, the bud tender is your true salesperson, right? Because we have that, we don't, we are not allowed to do vertical integration. Um, so education was so key there. Yeah. Oh, nice. No, but there's are the point of contact. I mean, the people by now should learn. If you got anything to sell, that's who you're going to sell it to, so yeah. they can sell it for you. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's it's a it's a unique. It's a. I would say honestly, and and I would love to hear what you guys think. Is I I personally think because of that lack of vertical integration, like you know, it's people do it. I know plenty. Like I do know people out there that they own retail and producer processors. Like their mom owns one or something, right? Right. But I would say because of that lack of vertical integration, it's forced it's forced us to make brands. That's why I think some of the strongest brands are in Washington State. But it's also I think made it the most competitive market in the world uh yeah because of the separation no vertical integration yeah so that was the the big story we we're talking about in florida where they have those unified licenses and if you should break them up i mean in illinois you can stack the licenses so you could have a fully integrated thing but then we have restrictions regarding uh how much you can stock so how about stocking the product because like it sounds like space weed isn't that old and you have to educate the consumer um has it been a challenge to get shelf space Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, once you, you know, we have a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, trial and error for, you know, on this, on this part of it in terms of sales, um, you know, once you find a key, you know, one, two, maybe three bud tenders that get the product and you're connecting with them and they really understand how different this product is, then, you know, everything gets a lot easier. Um, and it kind of spreads from there, but, uh, yeah, education, it's it's key yeah and then without you know approaching a store right you need to make sure that you sit them through this 5 10 15 minute uh uh you know conversation or else it's it's going to be hopeless you know um yeah miggy i can't hear you are you on mute son of a bitch <laughs> so I was saying, God damn it. Uh, you know, I was going to say in Washington state, cause you're talking about the markets in each state and nationwide, 
but we're still like individual little entities, individual little uh, petri dishes, you know. And one of our guests, former Kush Kush, uh, a grow up there, uh, yeah. talking Kush about Kush. how because uh, he wasn't medical, he's just an investor who saw a smart aspect of something happening, and you're still competing with the old uh, guard, pretty much, you know, the medical brands as well as the the vertical integration, the breaking them up. It's kind of fucked up, in my opinion, because I miss going to a store and then it's kind of like going to a butcher. You're like, oh, you raised that cow. You killed that cow. All right. Can you tell me more about the cow? All right. And then, oh, well, I didn't raise this one, but I got this cow from somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, right. there's, there's, it's more of a formality. Like, I knew more. I trusted it better. But yeah, 100%. I mean, I kind of grew up throughout high school, kind of the very end of Washington State medical marijuana. Um, and a lot of my friends that own stores and, and all that, and they grew right next to their storefront. I mean, they a lot of them lost their businesses because you know they, they couldn't make that transition, unfortunately. Yeah. And um, I think that's a, a, a I mean, like that that's clearly a, a something that people market to is that uh, field to, to table type aspect. You know, where you want that relationship with the local farmer, the local producer, and so when you don't have the ability to own the the shop where you can sell it that makes it more difficult to have that kind of connection with your clients, you know? So if you're a producer in Washington, how do you reach out without the butt tenders? Yeah. And that is the key thing that I think a lot of uh, cannabis brands in Washington are starting to get better at, but some, you know, so there's a couple that are doing well with that, but um, you know, I, I de definitely, I think when you're talking about that, you know, interpret like that relationship, that, that close relationship with, you know, it being grown, by the same people that are selling it, you know, that that's kind of the Oregon market right now. I've, I have a lot of friends in Washington state that love going down to Oregon and going through that buying experience. Yeah. But to go back to your uh, question about the, you know, how do you reach the end consumer? A lot of different ways. Um, I think it's, I think a lot of cannabis brands hesitate to do that because they're so set and focused on getting in the stores when mm -hmm. in the long term, you definitely, you know, this system of you know uh, non-vertical integration, it's not going to last forever. I mean, these retail stores are trying to keep it like that forever, but yeah. you know, it, it won't be the case. But um, so I think a lot of these brands necessarily, they're looking at the short term. But really, if you want to be a multinational, you know, a multi-state uh, operator or brand, you need to be looking at end consumer, building brand equity, building that customer loyalty. Customer loyalty is probably the biggest keyword Um that I, you know, I, I realized, right, is is customer loyalty, really customer loyalty is part of brand equity. But yeah. with this market where not a lot of people are aware of, like, for example, we walk into a, a, a grocery store and we see all the beers, right? We know most of these brands in, like as beers, right? Because we've seen them around. We've seen, you know, there's, there's years and years and years of uh, marketing and uh, name recognition built up, but that is not the case for cannabis. So you have to look at, how do I distinguish myself? How do I, you know, set myself apart? How do I have a customer come into the store, not just for a cannabis strain that they want, but for the brand, right? They want it. So that's the thing with space. We do is we've seen it is that people are starting to come into uh, stores and be like, Oh, where, like what, what's, what strains do you have for space weed? Nice. Right. And so that's a big yeah. key uh, differentiating thing. Yeah. Well, that's something that I just keep wanting. I mean, I'm like, man, I wonder what it's like, you know, because you have a novelty feature in the sense that if space weed is cured in a way that no other cannabis that I think is on the shelf in Illinois, um, I haven't heard of it. Maybe, you know, if, if they're stocking uh, a sublimation or sublination, how Sub do I pronounce 
Sublimation, yes. All right, if you're stocking a sublimation uh, weed in your local dispensary, leave it in the comments. Let us know where you're at and uh, give us a thumbs up while you're there. But uh, that is that that novelty. Like, I want to try it because I, I, I've i tried a lot of other weed, but it's always been cured that, that other way. I've never had a smoke, I mean, outside of an extract. I've never had a flower smoke that has mm -hmm. this type of flash freezing curing process. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's a really unique process. I, I honestly, I don't think that there are people out there that have tried to do it. The problem with that process is you need to find the right recipe, right? You need to yeah. find what temperature do we heat it up at? How much time with, you know, there's all these different variables. And so, you know, Eric Young, the CEO of Spaceweed, he really took a lot of trial and error, uh, you know, and then if you mess this process up, it, it will destroy your weed. Um, but you know, so there's definitely been some weed lost in, in that process as well. Can uh, you still throw it in the extractor? Yeah, I think so. Okay, well, there you go. At least you got to recycle it somehow, right? Yeah. Yes, 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 I believe so, yeah. It's a novelty yeah. branding you got going on there with Spaceweed, though, because, uh, you know, here in Washington, how it's so hard to just stand out amongst all the other weeds. Yeah. Um, you know, the only other way and, – and COVID killed everything that we used to – you know, we knew about. Like, we'd have events, and – the the workaround here is the the farm has to go to the store buy their weed and then bring it to the event with the receipts so they can share their fucking product and that's the only way that we can sample someone else's product it used to be you go to a, uh, an event and they'd be just throwing oh yeah joint, joints at you be, like yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, they, yeah the old days were were you know i can't believe we've gotten so lame with cannabis legalization these days but we're making headway yeah. so many rules yeah no it's good it's good though it's good i think for the long term there. yeah there's definitely some stupid rules that are ridiculous but over time you know time time cures anything especially stupidity and weed uh, yeah. so how are we going to get uh space weed in other states then are you guys going to get yeah um, licensing agreements yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I don't work as closely anymore with space. Weed. I just help consult. Uh, hmm. I've been moving on to other things kind of trying to, you know, uh, but they're, they're going to, they're doing really well. They're really trying to right now. What's really cool about space. Weed is they are actually starting to, because it's just the curing technology technically, right. Uh, that makes space. Weed space. Weed. Hmm. Um, they've actually been partnering with different brands and doing cross collaboration. So one, nice. one example is, you mentioned Kush Kush, Miguel, uh, up in Bellingham. I shout out to Kush Kush. Shout out to the Bellingham. There's a oh, lot yeah. of great cannabis growers. Culture. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah, nice. absolutely. Um, but Mount Baker Gardens, we you know we did a collaboration with their indoor, right? So usually we started out with this process doing light depth, uh, curing that light depth, uh, which is great. You know, I, I love light depth. Um, but the, the beauty about Space Weed in the future is you're going to be able to keep the core identity of the brand and all of the benefits, but offer, whoops, offer the wide range of different grow styles under mm. the brand. So there's a lot of potential uh, marketability there, um, and 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 giving the customer, you know, every potential uh, you know type of of cannabis uh, grow style under all of the benefits you get from Flash Rose and Cured Space Weed. Is that what Space Weed's going to be doing? They're going to be um, kind of like out here where Willie's Reserve, right? And that's that's the biggest issue. Uh, Salvatore Gio, I, I hope I don't kill your name, Giovingo Jr., uh, you know, he says, know your grower. And it's always been, and that's why I was saying I like to go to the store and talk to these people and know what they grew and stuff. But um, we don't have that anymore. We don't, we don't know who Willie's Reserve was. It's just somebody who finds a farm, picks a bunch of stuff. And then granted, 
quality is going to pick what you choose and whatnot, but I miss knowing the farms and knowing who it was because the space weed, is that what they're doing? They have their own farm and then they're going to inquire from other people too. Yeah. So, yeah. So they're going to be, so they have their own uh, grow um, their own growing team. Um, and then they are going to be then, you know, once, so with Mount Baker gardens, right. Uh, there's, there's different, we have a few different videos kind of covering it. Uh, but you know, we go in, they cut it right off the, the indoor facility. They cut it, um, chop it down, and then we bring it right over to our facility, throw it in the freezer. Um, also, Such another a different process than everybody's yeah, no. like, wait, no, that's not what you do. The, the SOPs, they do this, you know? And so it's like, no, no, you chop it, you take it to the freezer. What? And then and then something I didn't mention too about it is shelf life for, so, so there's benefits on so many different levels. So there's benefits on the consumer level, there's benefits on the retailer level, and there's benefits on the producer processor level. So with the producer processor, so with the retail level, longer shelf longer shelf life because what deteriorates your cannabis? It's it's air and water, right? That's with anything with, with any yeah, organic maybe matter. light, but now everything's light, light, too, yeah, pretty light, light exactly too, hundred percent there. Um, but also for a producer processor, you know, space is a big thing. You know, having being able to, you know, on a dime take out your frozen weed that's been you know uh, uh, preserved, and then you know on a dime being able to cure it. Um, you know, whenever you want to, that is amazing in terms of, of, of time management, being able to do, you know, you know, cause there's a lot of problems sometimes where growers have too much product. They don't know what to do with. It goes bad, so forth and so forth. Uh, also too, the w- one thing that kind of went through my mind that kind of really opened my eyes about space weed is what cannabis brand, what cannabis product can say that, let's say yes. So the day before you smoke space weed, it was just harvested. So, literally you're smoking weed that was harvested off the off the you know uh, out of the ground in you know 20 hours 20 hours before right so you can get on demand fresh cannabis and and no one really can say that right because of the yeah yeah. nice and then um so i I like talking about weed no matter what but your podcast though you because you cover a lot of topics man and uh yeah Yeah. it's the frame of Oh, a flower podcast, by the way. The frame of flower podcast. podcast. Yeah. I was, and then, and then I have my educational. Oh, see, the man's getting him. He's talking about well, the his man's show. getting him again. You see, that's the problem. But I, we were going to talk about this. Let's talk cannabis. Uh, so go over to his uh, YouTube channel. Let's talk cannabis LMC. And uh, Luke, how long have you been doing the YouTube channel? So I started about six and a half, seven months ago. Uh, I took it, started taking it pretty seriously about five months ago. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Let's Talk Cannabis LMC, um, you know, that is something that I, I just I love to talk cannabis, just like just like both of you guys. Um, and I just I wanted to put it somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just I started talking about issues that I thought were interesting. And that's what I continue to do. Um, I see, yeah, uh, no. I, was say, I see you touching on the uh, the dabbing granny debate. Yep. Yep. Got a lot of views from that. No, I'm just kidding. But uh <laughs> No, no, it, yeah, no. I might Not take down, to be honest because I just don't like. I don't want to get too much with like the drama bullshit. To be honest, but like, and not to say it's drama, but like, I mean, she literally said the n word a couple times. It's just being she's an idiot. Uh, yeah, 
she is she's an idiot she's a grandma yeah she's and she and i just don't like her as like one of our main representatives in this industry it yeah. makes it, it dumb it makes us look way dumber than we all are like you know I, well she represents to me i also like the custom grow you know custom grow 420 yes, here in washington yep, yep yep met him many times he's a he's, he's a funny guy yeah. i mean he's he's everybody's got their niche and i yeah. you know you can be your little whatevers but like he was doing his niche when it was still medical here and his documentation is what was used against us in medical because he was doing dabs and he's got this little shtick where he's all like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's a shtick. And that's all that's you do. His hook. And you got a million followers. And yep. then, but remember, this is, this is the secret of America. Uh, don't forget, always appeal to the lowest common denominator. Always the lowest common denominator. It'll be the most popular. You have the largest amount of people. And no, not only that, it's the train wreck kind of factor. It's like, oh, look, a grandmother doing dabs. Now I've exactly. seen everything. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. A hundred percent. And that's pretty much what, like, you know, I got some comments on that, on a couple, a couple of the videos that I did on, on that topic. And, you know, Pete, one, one person was like, oh, she tries, she calls herself and she hates influencers. She actually calls herself an educator. And then I saw yeah. somebody else respond. And this, whoever this person is, thank you. Thank you very much. Cause you literally read my mind. She, uh, the person goes, uh, okay, then show me one instance where she's done any sort of education. One. No, yeah. no, 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 nothing at all. And I, and I, I know Gail, like I've met her, her name's Gail. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I met her at Hamfest, very nice lady, like I said, and, and, but obviously, you know, got some bigotry, got some racism there. Um, and she's like I, the Jersey shore of cannabis, you know, like exactly. she was drinking and partying and like, woo, million followers. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. But it's, it's, and I'm not saying, you know, us more because I would kind of consider us more on the educational side of this, the whole spectrum of, of cannabis media. If, that's if that's the said. whole point. There's like everybody, they just keep calling and asking questions about all sorts of stuff in the cannabis industry. And the cannabis industry is like a freaking aircraft carrier. It's huge and complex and over-regulated. It's like, okay, like that's one of the things that I was doing here earlier, and I'm going to probably have to do a lot of this in the coming months. Cannabis special use permits. Do you have any idea how many cannabis special use permits are going to be issued in, in Illinois in 2021? Hundreds, probably hundreds. I mean, it's uh, and those types of problems are good problems to have. But at the same time, um, it's an example of this complex regulated system that we have. Uh, and so you having, I mean, like you touched on so many benefits of the space weed issue because it has to do with a lot of things that would avoid uh, violations of compliance of all sorts of the regulations they have, like what you can put in the plant. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, if there are mold or pesticides or anything in the plant that could be uh, trigger a recall. And so by using a sublimations process like space weed, you could actually satisfy your compliance with those regulations to ensure that the supply of cannabis, which is so tight in some areas, uh, will be uh, consistent and steady. Yeah, yeah, 100 percent. I mean, yeah, the thing about speeding up the process is just a huge thing because it's going to just help, you know, move things quicker. But, you know, we're, you know, we're over where you guys are, right? In, in Chicago, Illinois, right? You guys, yeah. you guys can't, you guys can't grow enough, right? Like, we can't, like, you, we have yeah. limits. And so, like, if I go to buy and I, that's I don't wild. Buy, you guys I, have limits on buying? Yeah, like, well, like, you know, uh, I haven't gone into a dispensary in a while, but we have supply shortages. And so, like, flour yeah. is sold as fast as it is delivered. And so they, they say, you know, limit one-eighth per customer. But I haven't been to a dispensary in so long because we're allowed to grow our own now. And um, that's great. And so, like, I can have my supply, and then I can also make sure that the supply that's going to the people that are actually buying it, that's that's available as well. And so that's another benefit of having home grow. 
um, at least for the medical people. But we have know, limits too, everybody. We have limits too, but it's an ounce. Yeah, it's an ounce. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but uh, you guys have enough supply where you could be like, yeah. oh, give me a quarter uh, eighth, of that, give me a quarter of that, give me a quarter of that, as opposed to like. I mean, I guess I could have bought eight eighths, but then I'd have to be like walking out of there with uh, whatever eight times uh, 60 or eight times 50 is a $400 ounce. I don't really want to go buy a $400 ounce. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's wild. That's yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, the, re the revenue has just been going up and up and up. And it yeah, was one of the big news things out of Illinois this week was they reported the tax numbers for the first uh, half of the year. And it was like $50 million in taxes raised. 52 million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. $52 million. Yeah. yeah but that's good. Illinois, yeah. Illinois needed that money. I mean, Illinois was broke. And again, $52 million off of Illinois budget is not that much, but it's something. Yeah. You, know? you guys are also doing the restore, reinvest and renew program. And then so oh, yeah. that's go to that. Yeah, those those applications are due uh, Monday on the twentieth, and so hopefully I somebody reached out. So uh, what was it called? Uh, Wrap sheets to resumes, and so hopefully I can help him get his twenty-page narrative done. Uh, and and I'm waiting on a draft from him. I'll touch base again tomorrow because you know the weekend, and then a twenty-page narrative after doing the cannabis applications, which would have page limits in like the fifty to sixty range. A twenty-page narrative, I'm like meh. <laughs> Bob being a lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Hey, Luke, what do you think? Oh, go ahead, Lauren. Oh, well, I'm just going to ask where we can uh, find, follow, and watch Luke. Yeah, so Let's Talk Cannabis. You type that in on YouTube. I'll pop up number one, but it's really Let's Talk Cannabis LMC. Uh, those are my initials. Um, and then the Frame of Flower podcast. Uh, you can listen to the audio version, right? As oh, Perfect. Just pulled it up. So. Yeah, this one's interesting. That that one is going to get more, you know, it's just one-on-one -on -one conversation, you know, anywhere from 45 to an hour and a half. We'd love to have all of you guys on individually. Um, and then, you know, we have also wanted to bring up to, um, we have a, I'm part of a, a company that is producing a couple different shows, one being called The Dab Roast. Um, oh, yeah. Scott. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Scott? Oh, yeah. We're going to have him on here eventually. I Got the emails. Scott's Scott's actually with me. He's he's over. He's over at the field right now. He oh fuck! Thomas said hi. Yeah, was, that's yeah. That's so funny. I did two grams because he did an intro thing, and I sucked in the first one because my thing that wasn't whatever you know the swirl thing for yep. the dabs. Mm -hmm. It didn't. It was too big or something, and so I sucked as much as I could out of that one. And they're like, "Oh, give him a second chance." It's like ah, two dabs, two grams. Two dabs, dude. He's a he's a motherfucker. A gram dab yeah, 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 is just just insane. A gram dab, like you know, I've done one. The last time was the first time that I did dabs, and it was at Hempfest uh, at the the highest times stage backstage, uh, and it was great. Wait, was that I, last year? Last year, I, I don't think oh, they're going to be done this ran, year. We ran to each other then. I was. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm, Nice to have met you. Mm -hmm. Didn't recall. Yeah, yeah no, we, we didn't actually meet in person, but yeah, I was there. Of course. Too. Yeah. <laughs> but for sure, yeah, we'll check out the Dab Roast and your other uh, social medias and your podcasts and everything. We'll throw, we'll throw those in the uh, description, all those links. Awesome. Uh, also, thanks for coming on and thanks for tuning in, everyone. We will see you on Sunday. Make sure you like and subscribe to keep up with all cannabis legalization news. See you later. We made it.